We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is this is this is this is this is Heat Heat Beat 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 with Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goyne. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today is Alf. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. I'm laughing because we had to start the recording again because I cursed within the first five minutes. <laughs> you know, minute. we're not cursing. Yeah, a minute. And uh, we have Alex Toledo, the youngling. Yo. <laughs> Can't think of a better way to start. You did the same thing last time. Yo is efficient. Bubble guts, Alex Toledo. I like that. Uh, He's he's uh he's Michael Jordan flu game right now. He's not feeling well, but he's 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 uh he's going through this. So he played tomorrow. He played yesterday, correct, against the Timberwolves and nobody played. It was the lamest game ever. Yeah, it doesn't count because we didn't see it. It doesn't count. Heat are undefeated on television, by the way. Heat are undefeated in games that people watch. Exactly. So uh that's good. And I guess I wanna why are you shaking your head, Alex? He just pointed at me. This is good radio, Alex. <laughs> what are you I was doing? Trying to tell you to, <laughs> I was trying to tell you to hold on because my computer was lagging. Oh, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were barfing something because you were making if I'm, faces. If I'm making a hand signal, you're <laughs> telling me to wait a minute. Oh, it doesn't mean you, call you me know, out. Alex, Alex is waving a finger and he's like, I, I, that could be, I, I don't feel well. I'm going to throw up. I no, thought you were throwing no. up gang signs. So no, man, I'm not hungover. I thought you were marking your territory. I went to a wedding yesterday, and I'm not hungover today, which is a failure on my part. I've never yes. been hungover in my life. No, you're missing out. Actually, you're not really missing out. You don't know how to drink right. That's your problem. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm 20. We've, Can we talk about how these games are not on TV? I don't like, know what, what the what hell did they have to air that was better than fishing. a preseason? Yeah, it's like, it, it went, and then you turn on the station, it's like UF Volleyball. 
or like no, you said, I, fishing or something yeah, fish, ridiculous. Sun, Sun Sports loves fishing, yeah. Yeah, like how is that like not on TV? How are they not recording that? Like, how would that not get more ratings than whatever crap they put on in its stead? Like I, Tampa I Bay Lightning hockey was is, is a ratings killer down here. Like, did that was that what was on before? I don't I don't know. I'm just saying there's nothing that Sun Sports airs that would be more popular than even a Heat preseason game. Like, have you ever tuned into Sun Sports? Like, just because, like, a Saturday afternoon, yeah. you're like, dude, inside, I need to see what's the, on Sun the heat. Sports Inside right the now. heat, man. Inside the heat. Okay, something not heat-related on Sun Sports. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, Alex is watching fishing. Yeah, that every time I turn on Sun Sports on a Saturday morning or something, it's always some random dude fishing and, like, giving takes about his fishing skills. I'm like, what are no, you doing? Actually, I think I think they used to have like Sunbelt Conference soccer that I've watched occasionally. Like, see, you're the I, problem. Well, because FIU was in the Sunbelt Conference, and I was. Covering it doesn't soccer. matter if I, you're the problem. You watch bad sports, so they think Whoa. that there's actual market for this. Yes, you, you watch bad sports. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Football's lame, and I there I said it. And the only reason Americans watch football is because they feel socially pressured to watch football. I believe not true. that if I know, I honestly believe because this this season of football has been garbage. This season, I mean, the last couple <laughs> seasons, like preseason yeah. basketball, is more fun to watch than regular season football. No question. Think about that because the the, the the product is not good anymore, but. As a society, we have forced upon people that football is important. Therefore, people like it because tennis and soccer are f- more fun sports. No, golf is uh, the same way. Golf's the same way, though. See, and you just lost me. You had me at okay, preseason no, I, basketball. No. You didn't even have me really. Like I could, I could, I could. Alf, I honestly, felt like you were being reasonable, Alf, and then you say soccer you, Alf, and tennis. If you do not have a rooting interest in a game, in a football mm-hmm. game, is it is it fun to watch? I'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down and watch football all day long. Now, here's a, here's what's, ru- what, what's ruined football for me is a red zone channel. Like, I can't watch a regular I, – I, I like, Sunday night football, unless the Giants are playing or Monday night or Thursday. Even Monday night, like, when the, when the Giants played the Vikings on Monday night, I didn't even watch the whole game. I watched the debate instead. Um, but, like, yeah. red zone channel has ruined uh, football for me because I can't sit through a whole game. I, I don't have the red – Alex, did you do red zone? No, I wish I did have it, honestly, so I wouldn't have to watch the garbage that I'm watching every Sunday. I would like like the NBA to do something, maybe not like re- – I mean, I guess NBA TV kind of does it toward like the end of the 7.30 games. They have like all the all the end of the games, right? So then they'll just like, okay, we're going to Utah Phoenix, you know, last minute of the game. The all best. Right, that's over. Best. Hop yeah. over to – yeah, that's really fun, but I wish they kind of did that for like the whole night because like let's say that he don't play and there's nothing that interesting on. You know, it's like when they put Lakers on TNT or nobody wants to watch oh, that, man. Or the Knicks. Oh, God. Oh, how many games? The Knicks have a couple of national TV games, right? Oh, why do they but but so you say that about football, but how many random basketball games can you watch in their entirety if it's not I, no. the Heat? I, I, I watch a lot. See, I can't. Yeah. Because basketball's so fun. Like It's a like way it's better not, product. If it's not playoffs, I can't, I don't, Warriors, I can't watch. Warriors, Jazz last season, like that was appointment television for me. Well, I mean the Warriors. That's it's different. I mean, if the Thunder are on. I watch. I want to watch Russell. Okay, Westbrook. okay. Like T Wolves Nets. 
I, okay, I, Carl I Anthony Towns. I watch a maybe. little bit, but I'm not watching the whole T Wolves Nets games. But I watch a little. But you're Jimmy. You you're picking the bottom of the sport. Well, yeah, that's what Thursday night football is—the bottom of the sport. I mean, what isn't this Thursday? Chicago Green Bay is—is is that the bottom? It doesn't of the matter sport? who. That—that that is the worst. And I know this is supposed to be a heat podcast, but something needs to be done about Thursday night football. It is god awful. The Monday night football is just as bad. Monday night football sucks too. Like, just leave it on Sunday. I don't know. Maybe Saturday and Sunday or something. That I don't Dolphins know, but- game today was awful, and they won. The Dolphins game? I don't know. I didn't want. I, I that was the best Dolphins game all season. But it was terrible. Was it fun to watch? I don't think it was terrible because terrible is the rest of the season. <laughs> and this is a, a grading on the grading curve on- that the Dolphins have. This this is this is a that was a great game. I mean, that's, that bar's low, man. And Jarvis Landry celebrating really hard after, after five yard pickup, and it's like, what do you? It's just it was. Dude, I got so mad watching that. Did you just do a Stu Gatz just shouting out a nickname? Is that even yep. Jarvis Landry's nickname? I, wait, what did no. you catch that? You no, stuck no, 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 that no. in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just did, I just did two ways that Stu Gatz would do. First of all, I said J-Train for Jay Ajayi, uh, 200 rushing yards today. Oh, so it wasn't even a reference to what we were talking about. Yes, it was. J.J. is a Dolphins player. No, but he just said Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry and you yelled out J-Train. But everyone knows J-Train was the story of the game. I didn't even yeah. know his name was J-Train. Yeah, I didn't know who J-Train. I, that's a terrible name. I saw that all over my timeline today. All over. I saw a bunch of train emojis. The Dolphins were tweeting it out. All of the Heat Twitter people and Dolphins Twitter people were tweeting it out. I, yeah, I, I thought this was just a normal thing. I try to not to follow a lot of Dolphins Twitter people. Yeah, it's I depressing. Was, They're I a miserable bunch. You rooting for them to lose? No, you're high key. You 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 root for them to lose every week. But I like them. That's the thing. But I want them to lose because I just I'd rather them not be eight and eight. And it's more fun to make fun of them. Like today, nothing is fun that came out of that. They beat a Steelers team that was playing not great, and the quarterback was hurt. Like there's nothing positive to take out of that. The offensive line was healthy. Whoopee! Like there's not their, their season's over. That was nothing fun. It's more fun if they keep losing and we could be making fun of them. I would say that at this point, a uh, bad Dolphins team is more interesting than a mediocre Dolphins team. Like they, an eight and eight team is not going to be as interesting to talk about as a two and fourteen or three and thirteen team. I will agree with you there. And I like to dance on the grave of Hurricane fans. Now, now that's that's unnecessary. I'm committed to the troll, dude. I was doing it in real life. Yeah, you were p- was it Saturday? You were just pissing me the hell off. No, the FSU game. I was really bad that day. Yeah, <sighs> that's just that trolling for the sake of trolling. It's because I, I have an objection to college sports, and I just like to bother people. Is Alex gone? I think Alex is gone. We'll get him back. He's trying to connect back. I was gonna, I was gonna uh, transition to the Heat because the Heat played on Saturday against the Spurs, and that game was hella fun. Friday and Friday. It was Friday. I, I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, they played on Friday against the Spurs, and that game was a lot more fun than even the Dolphins winning today, right? So they're playing the Spurs, and Winslow's on the floor. He's picking Leonard's pocket. We're having a good time. Like it's, it's just such a. Ah, they're, they're so much more fun than the other teams in this market. I mean, but, okay, now, I won't even compare them to the other teams in the market because I'm just, I'm not that big of a Dolphins, I'm not a Dolphins fan at all, so I really can't compare. Like, to me, 
to, to even being a Giants fan, to me, a preseason heat game at this point is more fun than watching a Giants game. Are we recording this? Yes. Okay. Uh, to me, <laughs> to I'm gonna me, watch- I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, whatever. Uh, to me, uh, watching a, like a preseason heat game is more fun than watching a, a Giants game right now because the Giants are just terrible. Um, but that to watch Justice uh, match up against uh, Kawhi. I mean, that was cool. Like, that was a cool thing to see. I think he held his own, definitely held his own. Like, that it was, and I know they were, they, who were they missing? Um, Pow. No. Oh, they were missing uh, Lamar- Aldridge. Lamarcus Marcus. I was like, so, yeah, it was, it's not, you know, it's not a true test. And of course, it's preseason at the same time. But it looked like they were, they, they were able, because um, Lamarcus Aldridge, Aldridge isn't like a defensive stalwart. So, they were able to do things against the Spurs defense, which is exciting. And they were able to actually, you know, D up against the Spurs offense. So, I mean, it was, but I feel like I, and then I come away from that game, like, Oh my God, they're giving us so much false hope. Like with that, I just think that the heat look like they're trying so hard every game. And I feel like the other teams aren't at that intent. Like the heat are playing with a regular season intensity. And I don't think, the Spurs were or other teams were? Well, that's why I compared them to Boston of last year. Like, Boston last year, they played every game with super playoff intensity. And that's why, I mean, that's why I think they're just going to beat really bad teams because they're going to play, you know, they're a bunch of young guys who don't know any better. So they're going to play hard as hell. Yeah, they're going to play hard as hell every night. And then, you know, they're going to go, they're going to come come up against the league's elite and get their brains bashed in. And then they'll go back to playing the Nets and everything will be okay again. The, the defense is going to help them win a couple games against good teams. You know what? I, I like the activity of the defense. But they'll have um, nights that they're really good, though. They're gonna and they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some nights they struggle just because some of the matchup issues. They're um, gonna like have I, nights where one of those guys, one of those random scrub heat killers, is gonna be open all day. That's gonna happen. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, with with what Spolster asked from them from a rotation standpoint. Um, like Derek Williams leaves a lot to be desired. Wayne Ellington. I just I don't think Wayne Ellington is going to play a lot. He, I mean, his rotations are terrible. Uh, Derek Williams, I think will get it. He was better last game, but I see where I see the biggest, um, the biggest flaw for them is at that power forward position. They're so thin. It's not even just a thin. What, what they're going to with with a bunch of basically oversized small forwards playing that position, that's why Markeith Morris was eating them alive. Like they're going to go up against elite power forwards, and it's going to be tough. Like it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare. I mean, when they play teams with you know you know with with good stretch forwards or even just I mean just skilled forwards are going to give Carmelo. this team problems. Carmelo is going to. Yeah, I mean, they're going to give this team a lot of problems just because... But in those cases, you can have Justice defend those guys. Yes, but then who's going to... If they have an, if you have an athletic three, you know... And I'm trying to think of the teams that would that would fit that profile. Um, the, the Spurs... That might be it. I mean, the Spurs, fully healthy, fit that profile. Yeah. Because none of our guys... Really, I mean, who's going to guard LaMarcus Aldridge? Uh, who do we have that's going to guard Blake Griffin? Who do we have that's going to guard Kevin Durant? Right? 
uh, justice is justice, but then Draymond's gonna go crazy. Like we, we're gonna have an issue with you know stout front lines. Um, but I think as far as the backcourt is concerned, like, man, when you see Justice, and I know your favorite, TJ, when you see Justice and TJ out there together, that is art. It is artwork watching those two guys perform on the perimeter. Like, defensively, it is just, it's amazing. They'll be able to defend small teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, small ball, like, and the league is, go- that's why I, I agree with you that they're going to beat a lot of, not just bad teams, but they're going to beat a lot of okay teams as well because everybody's going small and yep. they're super equipped to defend that. Uh, teams like the Clippers who play too big, that might be a problem for them um, and the Spurs as well. And They don't have anybody big. I mean. They have Hassan, but Hassan's not like this. No, no, Hassan, I mean, that's why I'm saying that the center matchups I'm not as worried about. But if you have a center and a power forward who are both skilled, not even if you have a power forward and a small forward who are both skilled, and, and basically you have to use justice on one of them, and now you're left with Derek Williams guarding LaMarcus Aldridge or guarding Blake Griffin. That's I, but you. You can keep Hassan in the paint, and because there's not not a lot of space for him to like roam off to, he can probably help out a lot in that, those situations. And he's going like, to have to. So this, if the Spurs are playing too bigs, if they're playing Powell and 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 LaMarcus, one of them is going to be on the block or at least mid range because Powell's not taking threes or he is, but not very well so Hassan can kind of play in between there and help out on the rim and you're going to have to force Powell to make some threes and if Powell makes some threes congratulations Powell made some threes he's not even having to make threes if he just sets up at the elbow like he was doing on yeah, Friday but Paul, night but, but but if Powell's at the elbow that makes Hassan's job easier right because Hassan just has to be in between Powell and the rim yeah but he yeah but he's gonna Powell knock that shot down Fine, he can do that. I mean, the, do, you, do you not remember the Lakers season with D'Antoni that they forced Powell to take that at, a, at an extended rate, and he mm-hmm. was that that offense was bad because of it. Yeah, he won't he, be able. He, he can't he do it a be, lot. Yeah, like you can hit it a couple times, but the more you do it, the more you get exploited. Like you can hit it every once in a while, but then when you really get tested and you're a little bit exposed there. Yeah, and then but then and. Uh, on the on the uh, perimeter, I mean the backcourt. I feel like I mean Goron's holding his own, um, and then with whoever it is, TJ J Rich. I did not like. I don't know how you feel about this. I did not like the Dion Goron starting lineup. No, no, God, no. I don't like those guys. I mean, it'd be, it be it's another Dwayne Wade situation with Goron. I'm like not if, as good, not as good Dwayne Wade. Exactly, a lesser Dwayne Wade with Goron, but. Basically, neither of those guys does too well without the ball, so it just becomes a lot of standing around. And I don't think we're going to see that. I really think Jay Rich is going to be the starter because even TJ said he's comfortable coming off the bench. I think that's what we'll see. But even if it's not Jay Rich, I'd rather TJ start with Goron. I'd rather TJ start with Goron as well, but I'd probably rather have Jay Rich starting. But Yeah, they're going to need Dion off the bench because they're going to need somebody to create offense when the Goran's not there. Exactly, and I think that he fits that role. I mean, pretty pretty well, like almost perfectly. Um, and you know, I'm not the biggest Dion Waiters fan, but looking at this team, every time Goran sits down, it's like, oof. 
And if, if if Dion is off his game, that guy can't ugly. get hurt, man. Oh, dude, no. Even, I mean, even when he's out there, you know, he's feast or famine. It's ugly when he's if he's not on his game. It is ugly. Out oh, there. I'm talking about Goron. Like Goron can't get hurt. Oh, Goron can't get hurt. Oh, like just, if Goron gets hurt, like it's a wrap, dog. Like, dude, I can't believe over. you even said that. Oh, we it's delete over, that. Dude. Delete that part of the podcast. Don't put it out there. Don't put that into the universe. <sighs> They need him. Just, Hassan too, by the way. Well, actually, let me, Willie Reed last game. Nice little stat line. No, well, I'm, I've been telling it's you. From, it's your boy. You and Jack. Know what I see though? I see that um, he has he has a ways to go on defensively. I mean, but he's a guy that seems he's going to be easy to coach, and they're good with bigs. Yeah, I, I think so, but I just he's not there yet. But he's only had you know he's had two summers basically with this team. Um, Basically, a summer and a half. So the things that they're going to ask him to do, I think they're going to ask him to be more rangy than Hassan is because Hassan's so good around the rim, uh, defending the rim, that they're they're okay with him kind of just camping out down there. But I think they're going to want to go to a more active, more attacking defense when Willie Reed's in there because he, I mean, he can he can move defensively a little bit better than Hassan, but he's not the same kind of rim protector. So to use his athleticism, they're going to have to get him moving around more. And I think they will. I think, and that's why I think maybe he's not struggling. I think maybe it's, I think that's, uh, why it's not shining through right now because he's it's going to take some time uh it's you know it's not that easy but then you see joel out there like oh man we could have used joel joel well joel the warden Yo, was out that that's my guy dude I, i'll take him back i love that guy dude he was shutting people down he's he did he had a couple of really nice defensive plays when he was in there but man he got, got fat still can't catch a ball though he, oh yeah dude he was the epitome of fitness here yeah he got fat He's a Greek god. Like he was like perfectly chiseled. He was super lean, all muscle. Now he's you know pudgy. Did Did you see the half court shot he took? No, I did see that TJ like end of quarter three that I still hear from now. Like yeah, I'm still you, getting notifications. If you didn't see it, it was uh you would have got the notifications. No, you I was carved, too busy. Man, you carved uh, out a niche, huh? Oh my god, it's so funny, dude! Like I'm there and my phone is just going nuts. That guy dribbles past half court, and it's like, did you see that? And then I get all sorts of TJ memes, and it's no, nah, but he had a he. I mean, he had a great game. That um, guy can go to hell. That guy can go to hell. I hope he shuts you down for the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the season. I, I mean, I hope he has like six man of the year comeback. I do too. Player. I do too. I like Tyler Johnson, but just I don't know why he does. Like, oh my god! Like my position is now. I hate Tyler Johnson, which is not true. My position is I don't like the contract because the third and fourth year are ridiculous. Even if he does what he he like last night's pretty much as good as it'll get, right? Yeah, but that's. Pretty damn that's, valuable. That's the high. Nope, that's the high. Yeah, he won't reach that every game. What he did last night, if he can, do what he that, did last night is worth the contract. But he's not going to do that. If he can do that fairly consistently, he's that's worth the contract. Yeah, but he's not going to do it fairly consistently. I keep saying that because he's Tyler Johnson. That's the thing. That's I mean, it's crazy Dude. now. Like because Twitter is so forever. <laughs> when you old, when old you takes exposed, man. Oh yeah, when you send out one of these hot takes on just on anybody, like I just know like all the things that I said about Dion Babbitt, 
you know, all uh, James Johnson and that hot take article with Leif, like all that's going to come back to bite me in the ass at some point. And it's cool, but it's like, it's it's just, you can't say, I mean, you can't say anything anymore. Like Mike Ryan still can't live down the fact that he wanted TJ to be the starting point guard. (laughs) I'm I'm the anti-Mike Ryan though. Yeah, basically, you guys have car- you, each of you have carved out a niche. So no matter what, one of your uh, mentions are going to be blowing up every game, unless Goron and TJ completely, completely eat it, which might happen a few times. <laughs> That's still a play, dude. Yeah, oh. I don't know, man. I, what do you think about the false? I'm not. I don't want to call it false hope, but I feel like Heat fans are, and I, it's cool, man. I like it. Like I'm very like Heat fans are excited right now. And that's awesome. We're getting swindled, man. We're all getting I think, swindled. Uh, I think we're we're setting ourselves up for such. Second a game against the Spurs, October thirtieth. Reality, they're probably going to beat Orlando because it's Orlando, and they'll probably win by like fifteen. And then it's going to be awesome. The home opener, energy. We're going to be so excited. And then the Spurs come into town, and then they're going to lose by twenty. And then we're going to be like, oh, well then. Yeah, and then we're going to realize. But if they beat the Spurs, oh, I don't know. We're going to be insufferable. Yeah, we are, and I'm telling you, I just feel like we're setting ourselves up. I feel like we're, we're Dolphins fans right now. No, no, see, it's, we're different than Dolphin fans. We've had winning recently. Yeah, but that makes us even worse. Dolphins fans is never emboldenedly cocky. Dolphins fans does everything with trepidation, even when it's going well. That's all. That's only, see, that's like the last six years. Before that, man, oh, every, coming into every season, Dolphins fans are just insufferable. At the wedding yesterday that I was at, I met a guy. He was watching the hurricane. He was like watching the hurricane game on his phone, and he, he was he was saying, "Oh, something bad's gonna happen. Something bad's gonna happen. I know it. I know it." And I was like, "What do you mean? How, how do you know it, dude? Because it's just it's been this way forever." Yeah, we're sure beating down. Canes fans are beating down. We've yeah, it's been- fun. Step- it's fun stepping you guys when you're down. No, I just, we've been, we've I, I don't even get it. We're, it's not like we're even cocky anymore. Even though no, hold that way. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, let me go go back because you know you're not, Cutler, but the community is the Cutler Ridge lasses of the world. Really got really started feeling themselves after a four zero start, beating a bunch of JV teams in community colleges, which I just I never understood. Like I. I was excited that we were ranked number 10, you know, and I thought we could beat FSU because FSU was having a down year, but I never thought we were actually, you know, a top 15 program. So, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see how they finish out the year. You sound broken. Alf, you sound destroyed. Ah, they're gonna lose to Virginia Tech. I told you, nothing gets me more emotional than, than Kane's losses. Like, I had to turn that game off and walk away. But why like, did they fire Golden when they're? I mean, if they lose to Virginia Tech, they pretty much the same team. Like, I mean, it's Golden's they, guys. They it's Golden's. Yeah, but he was a good recruiter. They kept sending guys into the pros. Like the talent was. Yeah, like he was a good recruiter, but he couldn't develop the talent. And oh, look, but the problem yes, was okay. But here, here, like now, after a few years of Golden showing what he's worth, look, look at the kind of guys he has now, right? The well dried up people, the good, the the good recruits stopped coming here because they knew that Golden couldn't do anything for them. So now you, here's what you have: you have you have no receivers, you have Coley and nobody else. You have Njoku, who's a good tight end. You have you know two good uh, running backs, but you have no offensive line, right? And I don't care. And I've been saying this for two and a half years now. I'm not really sure what everyone's so excited about with Kaya. 
Oh, he, you know, he never gets rattled. Okay. He also doesn't look like he woke up and, to, and got to the game on time. Like, he looks like he he's feels, still he sleepy. Feels like, he feels like Tannehill a lot. He does feel like Tannehill a lot. And, like, the only thing I got excited about last game was that he was actually on the move, throwing the ball decently. Like, he stepped up in the pocket. He moved in the pocket. He he felt the pressure a little bit and got away from it. Like, he showed some signs of uh, adequate quarterback skill. And, you know, we still lost. Kai so. and Tannehill suffer from they can't consistently make difficult throws. No, I don't. I don't think Tannehill's a bad decision maker, and I don't. I only make fun of the Canes. and only watch him to make. So I don't know if he, maybe Kai is the same. Does Kai make bad decisions? Kai makes uh, some bad. Here's the thing: if Kai has a perfect pocket, if everything's beautiful, there's flowers and rainbows and birds singing, and everything is perfect in that little pocket, Kai can deliver a strike. If anything, yeah, and, and every quarterback's like that. Yeah, but every quarterback can do that, right? In a vacuum, Stephen Morris used to wow people at, you know, Manning camps because... Corey, uh, Ja'Cory. Yeah, I mean, in in a vacuum, some of these, these guys... I mean, all these guys are accurate, but the second the pressure comes, the second he has to move, make a decision on the fly, go through, go through a few reads, I mean, it's over. I mean, it's poor decisions, poor throws, short-arming throws, overthrowing guys. Are throw they guys. poor decisions? Like, is he, does he turn the ball over a lot? Not a lot, but his, some That's of it. That's what I mean, like. When he turns the ball over, it's it's like head scratchingly stupid. Tannehill's the same way though, but for the most part, they seem sound in their decision making, or at least Tannehill. Yeah. Which, but the problem is, and I think Kai is the same way. They don't make the hard throw consistently. Yeah, they. That's the thing. If you give the if both of those guys, if you gave them a great offensive line, and their their jersey stayed clean the entire game, and they didn't really have to do more than just hey deliver the ball, um, you know, in in a in in a, in a perfect in a perfect pocket, they'd be fine. But as soon as you start rattling these guys, they have to move a little bit. You know, you start seeing what their limitations are. You know, guys like Aaron Rodgers, the, the pocket breaks down. He starts scrambling. He's throwing on the run off of his back foot, delivering a strike 30 yards down the field. Come on, Kaya and Tannehill will never be that guy. That's just not who they are. You but, know, I'm, everything that you're saying, and I want to – it reminds me kind of how justice has improved recently because before when the game would move real quick and a lot of things were to change, right, mm-hmm. he would get really flustered, rattled, and he'd miss a layup. Completely yes. different so far in the in this preseason. He missed a little chippy the other day that I was like, "Oh, oh man!" But, that, but that's not going to perfect itself overnight. But it's a hell of a lot better than before. Yeah, I mean, he had a nice little floater off the off the glass. Like, I think he had a couple floaters. I which think that he, went in by accident. No, he had no. He did. I think he had a couple of them. So that means I think he. They said he's been practicing the floater. Like that's something he needs to add to his game. The jumper looks better. I mean the three point the, the three point shot looks better, and overall, like you're saying, the decision making just looks better. Like when he delivers that ball to Hassan, when he de- you know, it's the when he makes it, yeah, when he makes his cuts, and I, I think a lot of that is psychological, man. Like without Dwayne out there, I disagree with that. No, it is, I, I I think competitive. I, I think on the floor. When you don't have Dwayne Wade out there and you know somebody has to make something happen, there's less thinking. It's more instinctual. He's just playing basketball. 
I think that he's been there and he's gone through the system. He has another training camp and kind of you start realizing, okay, when I'm in these kinds of spots, what can I do? And also when guys get more opportunities, it tends to be better because when you have maybe one pass or like let's say now Justice is making those kinds of decisions 10 times a game and before it was two or three, right? Because he would have the ball a lot less and – so Isn't that psychological? Times, no, but what I'm saying is that those two or three times is such a small sample to be judged on. When now we have a larger sample, so maybe if he does make one bad pass, it's one out of you know nine or eight. When before, if it was one bad pass, it was one out of two, where that was the only thing he did. You know what I mean? So I don't. Really well, I think I think it changes. He's even spoke to it that it changes your approach, right? When you know that you're out there and it's Goran Hassan. And basically, you are the he's the only other starter that's, you know, etched in stone, basically. All the, he's, the their, other, no, he's, he's their third best player. He's their third option. And when you know, you know, when he was on the court before, he was fifth option. You're out there for defense. And hopefully, you know, whatever you do on offense is just, you know, Both is icing points. on the cake. Yeah. Now he's he's looked upon to create and, you know, make shots and be an offensive threat. He, he didn't have that. He, he didn't have that on him before. So basically, that's what I'm saying when I'm saying it's psychological. I'm not saying that he was scared when Dwayne was around or anything like that. His mentality has had to change. His aggressiveness has had to change. And that's why, you know, he's even talked about talking to guys on the USA uh, Olympic team about the aggressiveness, the mentality that it takes to know that you have to be a scorer. Um, on any given night. And I think that's when, when I say it's psychological, that's what I mean, that his mentality has had to change. He's not just out there for defense and hopefully he makes, he, you know, he scores six points on three for five shooting. That's a good night for justice. Next year, I mean, this season, that's not going to be a good night. They need 12 to 14 points from him every single night. And if he can't, he has to change his mentality if, he's, if that's going to happen. Did you just adjust your glasses with your mic? I was scratching my face with my mic. That is... <laughs> that is the most unprofessional thing That's I've ever seen. That's the fattest thing I've ever done. I didn't want to lift up my other hand and try to scratch my face with my mic. Oh, man. I've never felt fatter. <laughs> I was hoping no one would hear I can see you, jackass. No, you but know it made gonna, a noise. Yeah, but you know I'm going to say something. No uh, <laughs> whether it made a noise or not. Uh, you've never been lazy and like you just don't want to move your other hand. I mean, it was 1036 at night. But I would not use my mic to scratch my face. No, you're right. It was a professional. Because I don't have a mic stand, so I hold mine. I have a mic stand, but it doesn't, it doesn't grip it very well. And if I don't... Like- if I- so what? No, I was gonna say I feel like Dirk because you know Dirk always picks up his mic at press conferences. Yeah, I, I used to not hold the mic, but then there was a huge echo. Yeah, Brian makes you right. No, yeah, Brian told me to start picking up the mic because it, was, it, was, it sounded like crap. Well, I guess while we wait for Alex to come back on because I think he's about to come back on, I want to tell a quick Brian story. So the other day we were recording it. We were going to record a show, and Brian was supposed to be on to produce. Brian texts me in the morning, hey, because Brian writes for the UCF newspaper, hey, uh, I can't be on today. You know, Could you please cover for me? I have to cover an event at school. Now I'm at work. I'm driving. I'm really busy. So I read it, and I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. But at 10, I write Brian, oh, dude, you're never around. I'm, I'm sick of you. I'm done with this. 
And I didn't look at my phone and Brian's like, he answered like, wait, what's wrong? Hey, dude, are you okay? What's going on? What do you mean? And I get back to my phone like an hour later to all these missed texts and I just, I send him a bleep you. We're, we're finished. And I left my phone again and I thought Brian knew I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Brian really thought I was done with him. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, dude, I'm just kidding. You messed up my morning. You messed up my day. I can't believe you did that. I was like, don't be just a baby. Brian's a sensitive little chap. That's funny, right? Like, I'm just playing around. Like, I hate you. We're done. And then Brian legitimately thought I was done. Brian's a sensitive little guy. Brian's a sensitive You know, tonight, again, sell out. Brian Goins. He's the, um, I told you, he's Michael Sarah from Superbad. <laughs> yeah, Michael Sarah's like the worst thing ever. Why? Dude, he's so weird. Google Michael Sarah. Google Michael Sarah mustache. It's uncomfortable. Are you Googling? Are we recording this now? Of course, we're recording this. (laughs) Like, is this? Are you gonna like? No, we're gonna do this on air. You're gonna Google Michael Sarah mustache, and you're gonna tell me how you feel. Oh, it's one of the first ones that come up. How uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable? Oh, that is a sweet mustache. That's so creepy. It doesn't even look real. <laughs> it looks disgusting. <laughs> he looks like a Tim Burton claymation <laughs> character. Like from it looks Nightmare. like it's not supposed to be there. Yeah, it looks like Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel like this is, um, this feels like a podcast that would happen in like late July. After the heat are eliminated? Yeah, dude. Like, we don't have much you mean, to talk about. We're you mean late play. April? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> it's true. Why do you get her constituency mad? Dude, what dude, the Twitter, hell? Twitter got so mad at George Sedano, man. Oh, so we can we can start plugging that, can't we? Yeah, go for it. Sedano will be on with us on Wednesday. To defend his inflammatory remarks. What, he put the heat, what, 13th in the East? 12th? I think somewhere down there. 12th or 13th in the East. I mean, the unmitigated nerve. I mean, even though he's probably right. No, he's right. No, he, I think I, I think they're going to win 38 to 40 games. I said uh, on the Hot Hot Hoots podcast that I was on the other day, shameless plug, shameless plug, um, because they asked me to be on it because my takes are so hot and so awesome. Um, I said 40 to 41 games. I think that'll that'll get you. That'll get you a seven, seven seed in the East. Hold on, wait a second. Alex Toledo's tweeting about the WNBA Finals when he should be on with us. What is he doing? I don't know. He's like WNBA Finals right now, and it's just a bunch of fire emoji. See, we should have <laughs> let Leif come on. Quality follow-up tweet. Reminds me of college basketball, but not immoral in the products better. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Uh, hold on, wait. Alf. Mm-hmm. What, what the hell was that? What was that? I paused for a second, and you let the silence sit. And you're supposed oh, to I, cover me. Dude, I, 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 th- I thought you were going to edit all this out. No. What do, you, what do you mean? You think I go back and listen to the whole damn show? 
Oh, I thought this whole part where we're asking where Alex is was going to be edited out. No, I started playing Candy Crush again. No, why do we ever again. do that? Why are you playing Candy Crush in the middle of the show? Because usually there's like four people on and I could space out for at least 30% of the podcast. Dude, what do you do? I didn't even li- I, okay, let me be honest with you. I didn't even listen. listen to your Brian story. If you go back and listen to my reaction <laughs> <laughs> from the Brian story, I'm like, what? What were you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I think I was tweeting, either tweeting or Facebook. Why do you use Facebook? Because I'm old, man. But like Twitter's so much better. Like, I don't even use I, Facebook anymore. I don't use Facebook a lot. I, like, no, Facebook- yeah, you do. No, yeah, you share like little videos of Hillary and Trump saying dumb oh, stuff. Oh no, and- that's where I, I do all most of my political stuff, and I talk I, and I stuff about my family and things like that. I can't put that on Twitter. You bunch of savages. Think I'm gonna talk about my kids on Twitter? Why don't you tell the people what happened today? Oh, could my son. Yeah, it's the, the the betrayal. Yeah, that my son wanted to uh, would rather hang out with his friends at the mall than hang out with me, his dad. Which I mean, I guess I should have been ready for that to happen, but I wasn't quite ready. You know, that's that is a sign of my age that I'm not. It, basically, I'm not cool anymore at all. No, you're not. So the first I mean, chance he dad's what, when what kid wants to hang out with their dad. Dude, I've been the cool dad for the first 12 years. Like, doesn't matter how cool you are, you're still dad. Yeah, well, I got that. I, I, was, I was shown that blindingly today as I was ditched in the mall by my son. He went to hang out with his little homie. They were buying Auntie Anne's pretzels, just having a fantastic time. But my little one, my 10-year-old, we hung out, went to the toy store. He still loves me. I didn't pay attention to a word of your story. Hey, guys. Oh, no, Alex is back. What did I miss? Show over. Oh, wait.